September 28th. It is a Monday. As I said, it's 7 o'clock and Aaron will be joining us shortly. Now it is 7 o'clock here on the West Coast. It's a different time other places. So if you're listening to us live from somewhere else, uh, forgive me. Do some math. Figure out what time it is. Or hey, look at a clock and you'll know what time it is where you are. You don't have to rely on me. In fact, if you're relying on me, I, I think you're in a bad place. In a bad place. So, uh, you know, today we talked about a variety of things, including the Phoenix family, Joaquin and River and Rain and, you know, Liberty and Summer and Tinkle and Twinkle and Twig and Stick. Um, and, yeah, they've got peculiar names. It's funny, though, that Joaquin is the only one who seems to have a name that isn't, like, a thing. <laughs> you know, Joaquin is just a name. It's Joaquin. Hey, Joaquin. Uh, you Joaquin over here? Um, but they've all been actors to various degrees. River Phoenix was probably the one who had the most um, buzz. and He was the oldest of the, of the clan and had done the best. Unfortunately, he died of a drug overdose when he was 23 years old. And since then, his brother Joaquin has actually probably become the, the most accomplished of the family and has done some pretty amazing things. Um, whether or not you liked the... Um, the Joker movie, it I think it undoubtedly was a, a um, tremendous role for him. He embodied that character incredibly well and did something that very few people, in, at least in my mind, I, I think there were very few people who, who thought that he could do, and that was sort of reinvent the, the, the character in his name, in his, in his cast, in his idea, in his mind, uh, that had been so well-defined by lots of people, but probably more so by um, Heath Ledger than anybody else. Heath Ledger's, uh, you know, version of the Joker was um, uh, eerily good, and I think a lot of people sort of, that was the definitive Joker. But, um, and, and it's certainly arguable, but I think the, the, the definitive Joker um, is now not necessarily Heath Ledger, but, uh, you know, also Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was quite good. Um, and there are those who really liked Jack Nicholson's Joker um, from the early movies. I didn't care for that one. I didn't like it that much, even when it first came out. To me, it seemed um, plasticky and un and not well acted. But um, but that's me. And I'm a fan of Jack Nicholson. I just didn't care for that particular uh, role. Um, quite honestly, Walk the Line I thought was was Joaquin Phoenix's best role, though. Uh, him as a young, uh, early Johnny Cash was really really good. Um, that's a well-done movie. If you've never seen that one, uh, highly recommend it. Two thumbs up. Um, watch Walk the Line. It is awfully good. The other thing that um, uh, I would recommend to people is something I've just started watching, and I'm a couple episodes into it. That is Raised by Wolves. It's on HBO, HBO Max, and it is a sci-fi um, sort of dystopian future type of uh, series and it is really well done with lots of twists and things that are not necessarily expected so um, strongly recommend that people take a look at that and uh, and uh, you know maybe get into it um, 
if you have a leaning towards that. I know some people don't particularly, Aaron in, in particular doesn't like um, science fiction type of things all that much. So if you're in that boat, then it's probably not for you. Um, but for the rest of the world, I would say absolutely, um, you know, get in there and uh, take a look at it. Anyhow, um, so other stuff that's going on in the world. Uh, I mentioned on the radio show that the Lakers are in the finals as of Saturday. And on Sunday, the Miami Heat got there by beating the Boston Celtics. So Boston and Denver had a great season. Both of them got to their division finals. But the uh, NBA finals will be the Los Angeles Lakers facing off against the Miami Heat. That begins on Wednesday for basketball fans. Uh, in the L.A. area, in Los Angeles area, if you're a football fan, it wasn't a great weekend. Uh, both the Rams and the Chargers lost. Um, it's funny because the uh, Chargers are very much the poor stepbrother in terms of fans in the L.A. area. I think they still have probably more San Diego fans than L.A. fans. Although I've noticed a thing in L.A., and this happened when the Clippers sort of started having a little bit of success, is there are people in L.A. who will say, let's go to the the less popular team and, and, and support them and be a fan there because we can afford their tickets. Because they're less popular, they charge less, and I can actually get in and go see some games without sitting in the nosebleed seats. And so I know I have friends who have switched from being Laker fans to Clipper fans, you know, a decade ago when the Lakers were hitting a dry spell anyway, and the Clippers were affordable. You could get tickets because the Lakers, even when they weren't losing, kept their high pr higher prices. And... Uh, and, you know, when your team is not doing very well, it's tough to justify that. But they did come back around, didn't they? And so now the Lakers, I stuck with my Lakers, by the way, even d through the dry times. And they've come back around and they are getting ready for the finals. So let's go, guys. Uh, let's, let's play, play to win. Uh, here is Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Happy Monday. <laughs> Hi. We are back uh, on Monday. the Monday. You know, and it's going to be 100 degrees today here in Southern California, or in inland Southern California. Yeah. It's going to be nice at the beach. And I am just over it. We're in yeah, the fall now. We it's sort of had autumnal weather for a week, and, and we thought, oh, yay, autumn's here. And then, you know, summer just kicks back in one more time. So we'll have... You know, another three or four days of high heat, you know, and then we'll go back to some autumnal weather. We'll probably see another little blip back up for this time instead of three or four days. It'll be two or three days. You know, summer goes out not uh, not in a whimper, but growling and kicking and screaming. So, um, and that's and that's typical. Um, but for you and I and others who, who love autumn here in Southern California, it's like, come on, get over it. Just go. Leave. We open the door for you. Leave. <laughs> it's like hey, that guest that fan? won't go home. <laughs> are you a fan of black licorice? Um, not enough that it's going to kill me. <laughs> well, Once in a while. I actually really like black licorice, mm -hmm. but I don't. You actually don't see it very much, so right. I don't get it very often. Um, because uh, so, I don't like. I mean, I like. I don't like the Scandinavian, like really super salty black licorice. That's odd to me, but uh -huh. um, uh, the regular black licorice I like. And apparently, this guy in Massachusetts, um, he ate so much that it killed him. Like literally killed him. Yeah, 
Yeah, so apparently in the actual seeds of the licorice flavoring, the uh, they use uh, licorice root and anise, anise seeds. Um, there is some stuff that is not so good for you. And if you eat bag after bag after bag like a chain smoker, um, it does have some detrimental effect, which is not a good thing. But it's good to know, I guess, if you want to well, like, you know, you, live. You think detrimental effect, I'm thinking, okay, like, like diabetes or something. Yeah, upset yeah, I mean, stomach, you know. That's a lot of candy. Yeah. yeah upset stomach, whatever. Yeah. And, Apparently, uh, he yeah. ate a bag and a half every day for several weeks. Crazy, right? Bag and a half every day for several weeks. Yeah. Now, I would assume, and this is just me. Uh, yeah. The, by the way, it's glycerizic acid. That's easy for you to say. Yeah. And I'm looking at the word, so I'm trying to pronounce it as best I can. <laughs> glycerizic acid. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, is the bad thing. And it causes low potassium. And if you don't have enough potassium in your system, then, um, you know, you have imbalances in your minerals and electrolytes and uh, your nerves don't work because they actually need those things in your system for uh, the electrical impulses to run down the nerves and you're, you die, your heart stops. So it's bad stuff. Yes. Um, yes. But you have to eat a lot of it, apparently, for over a fairly long period of time. But the other thing I was going to say is I assume that, like a lot of black licorice, probably has artificial flavoring in it. So you have to, you know, this would also have to be one that actually has uh, licorice root extract in it, an actual, um, you know. And there are some supplements that use, uh, you know, licorice root or licorice root extract as well. So, you know, you should be cautious of that and realize that it leaches potassium out of your system. Yes. And so, and that's, you know, if you, potassium keeps your muscles uh, working properly, like it, you mm -hmm. know, and it's uh, probably through the nerve impulses, but your your heart cannot beat regularly without potassium. Yeah. So that's you know when when um, bulimics die, it's because they. Um, uh, uh, hang on a second, just got a little. Tra I'm driving, yeah. and there's some traffic in front of me. Yeah. Well, they so say that bulimics it... die. It's because they 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 get they lose so much potassium through vomiting or whatever that uh that their hearts don't work right anymore yeah 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 when you lose the potassium your the the nerves that that tell your heart to beat don't send the message and you start having heart rhythms and stuff they say as little as two ounces of black licorice a day for two weeks could cause heart rhythm problems especially for people oh over gosh. 40 so you know if you're going to have uh you know any licorice and this is the black licorice stuff with licorice in it uh, this, you know, licorice sticks could be licorice jelly beans or licorice teas or any kind of supplement that has it in it. Even some Belgian beers have, uh, some licorice in them. So just be cautious as to how much of that stuff you're, you're drinking or eating. Um, you know, like I said, I, I enjoy some black licorice every once in a while, but usually before I get to the end of one bag, I've like had enough of that, that flavor, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, I don't, strong. I don't want it anymore. It is, it is very like strong. Good and plenty those candies i mm -hmm. love those but yeah they, the, the licorice which has a has a bite to it is is kind of um uh tamped down because it's got that candy shell so you've got the sweet and then the little the little sharpness and you know those are really good but i don't see them very often I mean, licorice is just not a popular candy in the united states it really isn't and you know it's very much an acquired taste too i think most people if you say do you like licorice they're going to go red vines yeah sure um which is not the same you know, there's no licorice, there's no licorice root extract in a red vine. Um, 
uh, it's the black licorice that we're talking about. And, and even then it's not all black licorice because some of it is artificially flavored. So, um, you know, but I know if you buy licorice, say like at a Sprouts or a natural food store or something, that's going to be natural, you know, handmade or, 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 um, uh, you know, a, um, craft made type of candy that has actual licorice root in it because there's some benefits to licorice too. I know people who have sometimes have upset stomach and stuff like to have a little bit of licorice. Yes. Um, and it's, and it's popular in Scandinavia. They, they eat a strong salty licorice. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some of that kind as well. And I thought it was fine. Unlike, I guess your reaction to it, but again, I don't need a whole lot of any of it because it's, it's good, but it's just, I don't know. It's, it's not something I crave in large quantities, you know? I've had different kinds. So we had an exchange student staying with us from Denmark, and Henrik was so excited when we got he got a, a, a shipment of this licorice from his family in Denmark, mm-hmm. and it was it was overwhelming. And I and I think it really was a, an issue of expectations for me because I expected right. it to taste one way and it tasted different than yeah. I expected. Um, but then I've had some. We had a, an Icelandic exchange student stay with us, and um, she had some, and it was good. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, you know, I'm, just, I'm yeah. sure there are variations. Oh, sure. And Within brands and what people are used exactly. to. And, you know, some of that again, stuff's I like a salt lick. Salt. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting the salt. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, I mean, I've had some varieties that are very salty. I mean, honestly, you taste the salt before you even taste the, really the licorice flavor underneath yes. it. Um, and that's just, you know, the way it's the way they make it and so you like it or you don't but all that salt's not necessarily good for you either so but you know what salting it they it may not just be sodium on there either it might be some potassium salts in which case they're replacing the potassium that they're taking out so it might actually be crazy smart yes and and i i don't imagine that they you know scandinavians tend to be very lean people i i don't imagine they're going to be like typical american and eat a whole bag in one sitting (laughs) what you mean the whole world doesn't gorge themselves on whatever's in front of them immediately for no. for gratification? No, 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 no. We are we pretty much are the experts at that. Huh? Because <laughs> yeah. we're the best. We only use the good words. That's right. That's right. The best words <laughs> when we're speeching to people in front of crowds, speeching, no. giving speeches. Arr, arr, arr. You know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, that's a, such an American thing. And I think it's because, you know, we come from cultures that are all from all over the world. There's not, you know, in, in the old country, whatever your old country was, there's no family history here. Like there was in your old country, right? People mm-hmm. don't necessarily know your name. People don't, you know, when we were getting started as our culture was getting started, you'd have people, they didn't know, you know, your Greek family or your Italian family or your whatever family. And so, you know, being being kind of a carnival barker, for lack of a better word, or some something on that scale, became necessary for people yeah. to trust you to do business. Well, lots of people, when they came here, when their families came here, they came here because they were incredibly poor people where they were at, and they were seeking a better better life. And so, you know, if, but if you're... But they still had to convince. I guess that's why, I guess what I'm saying, and I didn't, I didn't finish that thought, was that we tend to be effusive and hyperbolic and you know a little bit of Donald Trump in us um, and, and many of us salesmen um, you know glad handing shaking hands do business with me talking the big talk um, 
-hmm. you know, Americans are more likely to be that way than I think many others around the world, except maybe for Middle Easterners. And um, I think that's why. Yeah, well, I think you're right. I think there's a pers perspective of us is somewhat full of ourselves, a little bit, a little arrogant, a little, yes. little, you know, forward in our in our behavior. Um, yeah, no, where I was going with the the poor immigrants coming over was that when we had something, eat it quick before it's gone because <laughs> there might not it's be true. any next time around, right? And so yeah. you know, fill up while you can, and well, and, and so we've kind of trained well. ourselves. Yeah, we can now have that we couldn't have imagined back in whatever your old country yeah. was. You know, in Romania, we never ate this well. And yeah. so this is how you show your, how you, how well you're doing is by right. being, having all the food and having, you know. Yeah. I, well, I, we certainly did transition to that, right? You come over as a poor immigrant and then you, uh, you know, or as a slave and you had, you know, and, 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 and then at some point, you know, your, your family becomes wealthier than they were before and now you're eating good and high on the hog literally right so you're eating yes. you know the 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 good meat from the from the top part of the hog as, instead of the the parts that of me says you're cooking with grease yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah. yeah you know that's where high on the hog came from because that's where the best cuts are right you know you get the pork loin and stuff off the back of the hog the high parts the low parts of the hog are the parts that were fried up and given to the the poor folk that was the cheaper the cuts and the yeah pig's feet and the oh see i didn't know where that came from that's yeah. awesome i now i know yeah high on the hog is literally high on the hog is the better cuts of meat <laughs> and and the poor folk ate the lower cuts of meat the poor the the bottom part of the pig closer so to the I dirt like, <laughs> speaking of cuts of meat on a pig i need to be um i feel like i need to uh confess my sins over the weekend I eat meat this weekend. And it ah, was good. <laughs> yeah. Well, we oh. talked about that. You had you had you had implied that you might at some point, and 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 you know, I I, I was trying to to uh, you know give you the space to say. That, I mean, not that I it's mine to give, but but to you know to say that you know I, I certainly wouldn't be critical of you. You choose to eat what you want to eat, and you know I think there are there are you're not the only person who eats primarily vegan or vegetarian and then on occasion will have a little bit of meat for you know whatever occasion or reason or yes. if that's all that's available and you just you know or or something that might have some cheese in it and you just go well you know I'm I'm not going to starve myself I'm going to go ahead and have a little bit of this meal and then I'll yes. go back to the way I normally eat when when I can you know and that's that's just being pragmatic I think so, yeah, well, thank you for that. I, you know, I, because I talk about being vegan and, you know, and now, of course, I mean, I, I think I, for the most part, 99% of the last, uh, mm -hmm. essentially 10 months have been, I've been eating vegan yeah. and, um, you know, and I feel good about that and I, and I will, you know, be back, I'm back on the wagon today. I got sure. it out of my system. Um, and yeah. I just, my body wanted it and I wanted it. So I had it. Yeah, and then and I don't I personally don't see anything wrong with. It. I know there's some zealots out there just like there's re religious zealots who are going to go how could you? How could you ever you're no longer a vegan. You've you've, you know, destroyed the sanctity of your body by putting, you know, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, just get over it." You know, she had a meal, she had a good time. Let her get on with her life, you know? It's um you know, it, enjoy it, move on. My sister-in-law, and she said, "Well, I'm supposed to be keto, so let me confess my sins." Yeah, I had bread. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, I had a piece of cake. <laughs> 
<laughs> so <laughs> sue me, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you move on, you know. Life's too short. It's Life funny. I'm looking short. at a um we we had talked about um the coalition for app fairness and it's sometimes interesting to read the comments of people underneath articles like that talking about these companies that are upset about Apple, you know, charging money to uh, be in their app store. I mean, heaven forbid they actually charge money for you to be in the system that they have to then pay to support and run. Um, right. You know, and uh, one of the, I like I like one of the uh, comments. <laughs> the guy lists all the companies that are in the, uh, in, in the uh, article as part of the coalition. And he says, companies that will never see another penny from my pocket. Good. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm going to just vote with my wallet and say, you guys are a bunch of idiots. And I'm never well, going to. I'm not going to use. Stupidly wealthy in those app stores, despite the thirty percent. Yeah, yeah. It's Epic, not like they're, Epic they're Games bonkers. has has had hun- literally over a hundred million dollars in the last couple of years from Fortnite on the app store. Not to mention the Fortnite on all the other platforms that they run it on. You this is at Motown in the 1960s, folks. Yeah, and it's not like they're required. You know, if they're on that system, that they're not allowed to be on other systems. It doesn't have to be. You know, exclusive to Apple's system. Apple doesn't have any rules about that. It's like you want to be on the, our system, follow our rules. If you want to be on other people's systems, follow their rules. If you don't want to be, if you don't want to follow the rules, then don't be on the system. And that's pretty much Apple's attitude about it. And yeah, I think uh, you know some of them maybe have some 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 legitimate gripes on occasion, but but Epic Games in particular is, and Epic picked this fight. They were in the in the App Store, and everything was fine. They chose. They very intentionally decided to break the rules they had lawyers and a lawsuit lined up and within 24 hours of them breaking the rules apple did what they said they were going to do when you break the rules and then they immediately sued them i mean it was like they they were ready they knew this they set it all up to 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 pick this fight and i hope they lose i hope they lose i hope they lose too i really do yeah Um, speaking of court cases that um that that have been lost uh, apparently, the Dem- the Democratic Party uh, was dealt a blow over absentee ballots. So an appeals court halts the extension for absentee ballots in the state of Wisconsin. Um, a federal appeals court on Sunday temporarily halted a six-day extension for counting absentee ballots in Wisconsin's presidential election. So they wanted... With the, the Democrats in Wisconsin wanted the deadline extended until November 9th. Mm-hmm. And as it stands now, the, the ballots will now be due by 8 p.m. on Election Day. So and, and that's interesting. What, that's, what it says then is if you've got an absentee ballot, either get it in the mail early, early, because it has to be received by that time. Or right. take it to your registrar of voters or wherever people can drop off ballots because, you know, precincts put out places where you can drop off. Yeah, ballots there's drop boxes and you can always drop it off. There's always a ballot box at the registrar of voters. Exactly. Um, and, you know, if you don't know where your registrar voters are, you know, just do a quick Google and you can find them. They're not hard to find. Uh, I know in Riverside County, the actual registrar voters is out in Moreno Valley, so it's not exactly, like, handy for a lot of people. But they have set up ballot boxes in other locations, too. Um, so you, you can go to their website and find out where their drop-off spots are. Um, now, it's interesting to hear that in the state of Wisconsin. Maybe the issue is, is they're trying to change the law and they're changing it at the last minute here because I know there are several states where they, they say that it has to be postmarked by 
election day, and it will be uh, accepted up to three days afterwards. I think California is that way. So if you put it in the mail and it's postmarked by election day, as long as they receive it within three days, they'll they'll count the ballot. But if they don't receive it within three days or if it's postmarked after election day, then they will not count the ballot. So the moral of the story is as soon as you get your ballot, you need to vote. Yeah, don't waste time. Don't wait till election day to do it. I mean, the whole point of having, or I shouldn't say the whole point, but one of the advantages of having an absentee ballot is that you can sit down and start working on it and think through it whenever you want, and you can take time to read through each of the issues and be an informed voter, which I think is a good thing. But, excuse me, but, um, you know, if you dilly-dally around until election day, then you're probably better off going and finding a polling place and dropping it off there than you are yes. sticking in the mailbox just to be sure that it gets counted. Yes. And remember, vote down ballot. Don't just vote for president and vice president. There's lots of local stuff going on um, and state stuff. And uh, I'm still waiting for my ballot. It's supposed to be here the first week of October. But once we have it, um, um, we'll start talking about that both here and on the radio show about different um, ballot initiatives and what's going on. And, and just kind of point out the pros and cons of each so that everybody who's listening can kind of get an idea. So, um, you know, there, start thinking about it. In California this year, there are there are so many um, uh, propositions that will end up costing us a ton of money. And yeah. every every year they do this. Every year. Every every election year. It drives me insane. It's like, you, well, and we'll talk Well, and they always more. word it like it's not going, like, oh, we'll sell bonds. Well, that's, that's us borrowing money. That's, that's us borrowing yeah, money. Dead. That's not like we'll, um, we'll, you know, ask for donations. And people will just give it. No, we're selling bonds, and that's a loan that we then have to pay back to the bondholders. And so selling bonds is means we'll take out a loan. And and because they say selling bonds, people go, oh, yeah, sell some bonds, whatever. You know, just print some up and sell them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then they'll say, oh, look, we have a surplus. No, you don't because you just borrowed money. Yeah, exactly. We'll borrow $8 billion, and then surprisingly the following Friday, hey, we've got an $8 billion surplus. What are we going to spend it on? And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. Wait a minute. Exactly, because that surplus yeah. came with a, with a interest. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's like, hey, we got a new credit card, so now we've got more money this month. Let's go spend it all right now. <laughs> How stupid is that? But that's right? our government. Yay. Yay. So... Um, you posted an article that I think is really interesting uh, from the Wall Street Journal, another take on nuclear power. And, yeah. Uh, I read uh, the article and I thought that was pretty intriguing um, information. Basically, it boils down, well, I mean, the, the, the premise is, and there's a lot of issues surrounding it, but the premise is that there had been only four um, s d designs that had been approved for nuclear plants since the 70s. And they just got a new design approved. And it's a small reactor. 65 feet tall, 9 feet in diameter. Seriously? Small, small enough that they actually can build them in factories and then ship them to the location as opposed to having to build them on site. And That's the like idea is... Building. Yeah. And, yeah, well, it's big. But, I mean, they build them modularly and then ship them there. They build them in, in a factory. And, right. and the idea is that they then will be... Um, uh, you can chain them, so you can put multiple. You can put them in 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 series and create a larger reactor for the space. And the design is such that 
the uh, the cooling rods are dangled vertically above the system. So if power shuts off, they drop down into it and automatically cool it and shut everything down. Oh, that's so, genius. Yeah, so instead of like having them slide in and out, which is, if you watched Chernobyl, you saw that was what was going on. By the way, the, the Chernobyl design is not a design that has ever been used in the United States. Um, we didn't approve it because it wasn't safe enough. But um, but anyway, this new scale, uh, they, they'll say there'd be basically new scale clusters. So you'll have these clusters of, of plants. And uh, it's very interesting because they make the point that, you know, the, the um, people who want a green revolution always poo-poo nuclear as... A way of doing it but it's you know it's carbon neutral net zero emissions uh and and yet you'll never hear them talk about that they always talk about you know the sun and the wind and and part of the issue they say is well nuclear is too expensive well nuclear in a plant like this that has you know a more modern design if you're if all the designs you allowed people to use were from 1970 then yeah they're probably not terribly efficient um, nor are they particularly safe as they could be today, because you know we've advanced a little bit since the seventies in, in terms years. of in in terms of technology. Yeah, yes. you know, um, yeah. And, and look at your phone; France. it's not the same as it was in nineteen seventy either. <laughs> no, it's not. And in France, nuclear is pretty normal. They they have a lot of a lot of their um, power comes from nuclear power. Yeah, you know, so you know, it's not it's this idea that it's that nuclear is 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 awful and horrible and no good and very bad i don't agree with that yeah you know yeah well and just to give you an idea of of comparison uh one cluster of new scale um reactors uh on 30 acres replaces 70 square mi- i'm sorry 11 square miles of solar panels holy cow Wow. Yeah. To give you an idea of how much space it, you know, a- acres per megawatt comparisons, right? Yeah. You know, and wow. people talk about wind turbines as being a great way. But, you know, wind turbines have had some issues in that they've been killing birds. Those big giant yes. blades swimming by, swinging around, kill birds and, yes, and not do. small amounts of them. No, you know? it's really quite terrible. Yeah. I and hi- the person that has to go there and. Go, go to those fields and clean them up. That would be yeah. awful. Yeah, well, and hydroelectric dams damage the uh, migration of salmon and, and, and kill fish. Um, and and solar, you know that big solar uh, array that's on the way out towards Las Vegas that's on the yes. um, sort of e- uh, west side of the freeway? There's a giant tower and these solar farms, and basically it's a bunch of mirrors that focus the light up on a single, um, like, unit that then heats up superheats water that becomes steam that then runs turbines so that's a big giant um uh solar system the the sun is so concentrated that if a bird flies in the path of where the light is being concentrated they get cooked so they're picking oh up dead God. they're picking up dead birds in the desert all the time as well oh that's terrible yeah that's and because terrible. they built it on a salt salt flats that's an area where a lot of migrating birds stop and uh percentage of them never go on because they fly through the superheated sunlight yeah so i mean to to say uh, the the point being is that there's ups and downs to everything so if you're a a um uh, person who's worried about the ecology of our planet you know solar's not perfect and it takes a lot of space and it's inefficient and it's getting better all the time and and we you know and same thing with wind turbines you know it's getting better all the time but it's not perfect and uh, you know, and there's costs involved with these things, you know, 
they didn't even talk about geothermal. Uh, you know, geothermal is a wonderful thing until until the volcano erupts. Um, you know, I'm surprised yeah. that all the electricity in Hawaii isn't done by geothermal. I mean, they're sitting on top of a freaking volcano. Why aren't you know? Why isn't it all geothermal there? Um, but a lot of any, it must be. I mean, you have I, to think that a lot of it must be. Yeah. Yeah, or wind. I mean, they're on an island. Wind is also there, and they get sun almost every day. And rain. They could probably do hydroelectric from rain and waterfalls. You know, there's, they've got lots of different ways to create energy or to, to harness energy um, on islands. But uh, anyway, um, I thought it was pretty interesting to hear that we finally, for the first time in, in decades, have approved a new uh, nuclear plant design. And so um, they're in the process of building their first... Um, uh, plant of this new design um I and if uh, they want to do it in the clinton presidency if that design would have been approved probably not probably not because she's like a lot of democrats is beholding to a large number of people who um, are environmentalists and see nuclear as the great satan <laughs> You know, yes. and and, you know, and, and people have emotional reactions to things. You know, you watch Chernobyl and you go, no nuclear, never, ever, ever. Yeah, and we we're not. First of all, that was in 1986. Right. Uh, right. April, what, 20, 29th, 1986. I, anyway, you know uh, better than I. And pardon. I said, you know better than I. I don't remember dates and times like that. Oh, yeah. Well, I just. Yes, I think it was right before my 16th birthday, and I was living in Central Europe, so I do remember. Right, um, yeah, you were much it, closer to it than, than we. <laughs> so, um, but uh, uh, that was a Soviet design, and it was completely flawed from the beginning. And, you know, it, you, you have to understand the culture of the Soviet Union. You you, you did not question your, your people above you, because to do so would be treasonous. And, and so they, they, put, they backed themselves into a corner. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I mean, if we learned anything from watching the movie and, and some of the um, uh, things about it since then, it was as much a uh, procedural issue that was endemic to their society as anything else. Because uh, even even then there was opportunities for them to do the right thing, but they took the wrong, wrong yes. actions. And the people who knew they were wrong actions weren't empowered to tell the people who took the actions that those were the wrong actions. And so they just said, okay. <laughs> and look at what happened. Um, but, yeah, they're planning on doing a um, uh, uh, their uh, first nuclear, nuclear reactor in this new design, this new scale one in the Portland area. And so um, they are um, uh, they've got it in the planning stages. Okay. And so we'll see if let they ever break ground on it. Let me let me ask you something. They build nuclear power plants in in seismic zones. Why? Yeah, I don't know. There's a there the fault up in the Pacific Northwest is a subduction fault, and uh, what that means is that the Earth in one plate is is moving beneath the Earth in another plate. Um, mm-hmm. and that's the same kind of that's what gave us the gives us the Cascade Mountains. It's what's given us the Himalayas. I mean that's yeah still giving the, us the Himalayas. Exactly, and so it, it has um, the potential for much larger earthquakes than what we have here in Southern California, which is, um, uh, was it a slip fault? I forgot. Yeah. They, yeah. The, the, know, yeah. Here, the two plates sliding. are sliding next to each other and in, in yes. there, one sliding under the other. Right. Yeah. And so we still have the potential for big earthquakes, but like the one in Chile, the, the big earthquake, the nine point, whatever it was in Chile was for a subduct was from a subduction fault. 
that, that is causing the Andes Mountains. Right. And so why are they building it? It's a long-winded way of asking the question, why is this being built in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah, Ibadobadoba. Yeah, I, I don't know the reasoning behind it other than, well, and especially, you know, you would think that that's, that's like um, uh, environmental, environmentalist central up there, um, you know. It's, it's, it's sort of it's like just an interesting choice that I don't quite understand. World O tree huggers, um, and so one would think that that would be like the last place on earth that they would even be able to get people to approve the building of it. So I don't know. I don't know the the reasoning and the thought behind that being the location. And like I said, this is in the planning stages. They haven't broken ground, so who knows? They may end up saying, you know, we're going to move this to Utah or wherever. Um, yes, Nevada. Yeah. You know, I, I think of. Um, San Onofre, which of course was on a fault as well, um, uh, that that nuclear power plant has been totally decommissioned, and I think they're taking mm-hmm. it apart. I wonder if they'll, they'll replace it with the more modern technology, because you have to be next to the water. You need to be next to some yeah. You, water you need you need away. some sort of water for cooling and stuff. Yeah, and so um, uh, you need a, a good water source. Although I think part of the design of this one also um, uh, changes that somewhat a little bit. So. Um, you know that the, it can be more of a closed system, but essentially all nuclear plants are are steam turbines. That's what they are. They use steam to turn uh, generators, and so it's all about heat up the water. and And that's essentially what what um, like the large scale uh, solar and what the hydroelectric do as well. Is you're using some sort of energy or power to spin a turbine. That's all it is. Um, you know, and the wind. You know, they use wind to spin a turbine. So you just want something moving or rotating in order to create that source. You know what always surprised me about the um, uh, hydroelectric is they've always built these big dams and have these giant, um, you know, amounts of pressure and water to spin these turbines. And the dams are what causes the problems for fish and stuff. Why can't they build something that's more like a paddle wheel, like the old timey um, grist mills and stuff? that doesn't do anything to stopping the water. It just uses the water that's flowing by already and use instead of, you know, a giant dam have lots of little power generation units that you can just set in the water somewhere, you know, my guess is, is that, that we cannot get enough power from that. Yeah. But if you do a whole bunch of little ones, I mean, you know, 10 little ones instead of one big one or a hundred little ones instead of one big one, um, you know, seems to me like that's it now now maybe it's a cost thing because it costs x amount to build those and you'd have to build so many of them that they would cost more than just building one big dam i don't know dams aren't cheap either and they take years to build whereas you could build small you know uh hydro generators in factories just like you could build this new scale reactor in factories so i don't know i just it's it's just an idea that popped into my head um you know and I doubt that it's an idea that's never occurred to anybody who works in the electric or the energy industry. So, so I'm sure they've thought of this and they've probably looked at it and said, yeah, it doesn't work. Um, yes. But, but why you, know, not? you do worry because of, um, you know, that the idea that the salmon population has collapsed because we keep damming everything up, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's not good. I mean, you want yeah. the ecosystem to be healthy. Yeah. I, I don't want to, yeah, I, I don't want to <laughs> kill off fish needlessly i mean you know it's it's you know i also want to be able to sit comfortably in my air-conditioned room in front of my computers and my television and have all my electrical things working so you know there's a trade-off there um but you know if there's a way to give me all my stuff without killing off fish i'll take it 
I'll take it. You know, I don't I don't personally have the the like natural aversion to the idea of nuclear energy that that a lot of people of my age do. Um and I think honestly, you know, if you talk to like our kids who are in their early 20s, even the more conservative ones probably would say nuclear is a bad thing because that's what they've been programmed that's what they've been and told. that's yeah. what they've been told their entire life as the U.S. has basically pulled back from nuclear big time throughout their entire life. But as you said, there's places in the world like France where and Japan, honestly, um, even though they did have a pretty nasty disaster because of a tsunami, um, yes. that have relied on it a lot. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me doesn't make sense to me. So are you going to watch the presidential debate when it comes up? I am. Unlike the unlike the um, uh, speeches that were given when they were nominated, which I thought was, you know, political crap, um, I, I will actually <laughs> listen to them discuss. Now, I generally don't like the way debates are structured either because there's not any real conversation or or discussion of of um, issues. It's usually a a lot of bloviating, but you can, you learn a little bit more when the two people are facing off and you can kind of see facial expressions and stuff and the way that they behave and react. And so, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to watch them. I'm planning to do it. I will record them if they're at a time or such that I, you know, uh, at least they're not going to open up on Wednesday when the Lakers start off the finals. If they were the same time as the basketball finals, then no, I'm not watching them. There's more important (laughs) things in this world. Politics, but yes, I will watch them Tuesday. Yes, yeah, Tuesday. it's funny. You know, I literally just heard yesterday that the first debate was Tuesday. I had no, I knew it was, I knew they were going to do them, but I hadn't. First thing I heard yesterday was like, "Oh, hey, there's a debate this week. They're starting finally." Okay, cool. Like, oh, like, all right, cool, right on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I actually am very, very interested, mostly because you know when I, when I've seen interviews and things with Biden, he seems confused he seems um just not lucid entirely mm-hmm. uh he seems just like a doddering old man a little grandpa grandpa simpson-esque and i've said that to people and they're like that's the republican talking point i'm like no i i don't care about what the gop talking points are i really don't i don't even know what they are yeah and i but i when i watch this man he seems a little get off well, my lawn i will say that the news agencies that report the news they they say oh yeah and here's you know biden answering a question about this that they the ones that are more conservative leaning hand select the ones where biden sounds like an idiot and that if you see him in the entirety in most of those interviews most of the time he sounds fine he does have moments where he he is searching for the right word or seems to kind of lose his train of thought a little bit at, on occasion when he's talking about things but that's not to say that trump hasn't gone off on weird tangents that have nothing to do with what he's talking about either and you go like what the hell is he th- talking about you know i can't i don't understand this guy <laughs> you know and you can do that with both of them yeah okay but You've just said, well, if you listen to Fox News, I don't watch Fox News. I didn't I say Fox News at all. No, I know, but that's I'm sensitive to that because I keep getting that. Well, if you turn off Fox News, uh-huh. I don't watch Fox News. I don't ever, ever watch it. And so um, I actually don't watch a lot of news shows. I do. I get my news from reading. Um, but I have watched videos of him 
you know, mm -hmm. I watch, I'm more likely to watch a clip from CNN than from anyone else, from anyone else. Mm -hmm. um, and he just doesn't seem to me, he just doesn't seem with it. But right. yeah, I know you didn't say Fox News. Yeah, I, I very, to... I very carefully didn't say Fox News because because <laughs> I understand the sensitivity there. Um, it seems like anybody who is has any kind of conservative leanings gets accused of well, getting all their news from Fox News, and so you've right. got to, you know. And for those of us who do have a conservative leaning, um, you know, it's it's like, well, I can't even tell you the last time I had Fox News on. Um, yes. You know, I I don't even know what channel. I, I think. I'm not certain what number it is, even on 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 my uh, you know channel my my provider, because um, I just I don't go there. I don't watch that news, um, uh, but I do. You know, when you see clips and stuff, if you see clips online um, or or uh, sometimes tweets and stuff, it, it, that's why I said those. If you if you listen to people who have a more conservative leaning, they tend to cherry pick clips that make him look bad, as do the more liberal sure. places do the same thing with Trump. And so if you just watch what the other guys are saying about each other, we have two doddering idiots running for president. And, and you know that's what? horrifying. We may have two doddering idiots running for president. Yeah, that, that, that's what's horrifying about this whole thing is that it may be a lose-lose proposition. <laughs> it's like, just which leaning doddering, which, which way do you like your doddering idiot to lean, right? Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's the horrifying we thing. Have, and, we yeah. have Troy McClure selling us a I love the Simpsons by the way we have Troy McClure selling us a uh, uh, a monorail and we have Grandpa Simpson yeah yeah I don't know yeah. if you watch the Simpsons but the monorail was an epic fail and, yeah uh, Grandpa Simpson is an idiot <laughs> yeah yeah for those of you who aren't aren't sure um, yeah it was um, you know it's it's that's why I think the debate and that's why when you asked, I said, yes, I'm going to watch it. Whereas previously, when you had asked about watching the um, conventions, I went, nah. Um, but I'll watch the debates. And it's largely to to try to get the bearing of the two men and where they're at. You know, I mean, I know where they stand on issues. I just want to know where they where they stand. <laughs> you know, can they stand on their own? You know, um, exactly. and, and without like teetering off into stupidity. Um, and, and they both will do it in different ways, you know, um, from what I have seen, cause they both have done it, but we've all done it. You know, we've all gone off on a tangent and then, and then realized now what was I talking about? <laughs> you know, And that happens yes. to people of any age. Uh, yes. you know, you just getting you know, like, you... or it takes your, it takes a second for you to collect your thoughts to answer a question. Right. Um, you know, yeah. you don't want to answer it stupidly or whatever. And that's, I don't, I don't mind that. Everybody does that. It's, it's. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's that his last facelift just makes him look um, really pinched and tired um, because it's it's clear that he got a facelift in the last year or two. Yeah, Joe? Yes. Yeah, he got refreshed. He did. And <laughs> President Trump has not been. He's, he's, yeah, um, he, he's the same. He's here in the face. He's the same. Yeah, he, he's the grumpy, dumpy guy he's always been with the bozo hair and the orange skin um <laughs> you know it's funny when he was making names up for all of his competitors and stuff i'm surprised that somebody didn't come up with bozo for him you know because he's got the you know he's got the flowy the the fluffy kind of cottony orange fuzzy hair like like a clown yes. and he's and got the empty. the weird coloring like a clown <laughs> he's you know how is he not a clown yeah 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the yeah. Look in the look in the dictionary under comb over. They got a picture of his hair from 1980. Um, <laughs> And it, and it hasn't changed. If anything, it's just gotten a little poofier because his face is a little rounder because he's filled out. Um, you know, a little bit too much good eating. Um, like me this weekend. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Mr. Oh Trump God. has been or ever will profess to being a vegan of any kind. No, no, I just meant I... I yeah, uh, I know, I'm uh, teasing. I ate well this weekend. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I'm afraid to get on a scale. Yeah, well, the nice thing is, is if you do it once in a while, you know, if you overeat, it's it's not that big a deal. It's the problem. The problem is, you know, well, we got to get rid of these leftovers. Let's fill two or three plates worth of it. Yes. It's it's the the continued eating poorly over a period of time that will will get you. Yes. That will definitely get you. So, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really slow on the food bell these days, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> I've got to learn to be more up on it as soon as we mention food. You mentioned it several times today. I owe a couple dings. And I, I just kind of <laughs> glossed right over it. So. Oh, so we are out of time. I so enjoyed this morning. We had a great conversation. Thanks we so did. much, Todd, as always. Thank you and appreciate everybody who's listening for joining us. We, we appreciate it more than you know. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.